Good evening, everyone. This is one of the favorite shows I really love to do. It's the mailbag. We're going to answer all your questions, hopefully, or avoid them (laughs) unconsciously. (laughs) Welcome, Pat. Hey, how you doing? My co-writer and, I mean, now, you know, we're getting into the TV business with this book. It's amazing. All right. Who would have thunk it? And Megan, our jack of all trades, wears many hats in our organization. A millennium. Chain of all trades. Are you still a millennium? I guess you are, yeah, right? Millennial. Millennial. Is there an age on that? Is that like uh, baby boomers? Or I what? think I'm right on the cusp of like Gen Z millennial because I was born in 96. So just okay. one of those younger generations. Okay, perfect. Who knows the difference? All right. socks older than you. Well, <laughs> let's hear some mail. Read me a letter. <laughs> okay, I will do just that. First, we have a bit of a lengthy message, um, but I'm going to read it. This is from Jeff. Jeff says, First, thanks for always answering my questions and every fan's question, no matter what it is. I have submitted a few in the past and you always get to them. I'm watching Ocean's 13 right now and it makes me think of Gianni because, well, I can't think about Vegas anymore and not think about him. The stories he has told the last two plus years and what I read in his book. There's a part in the movie where they discuss the Hotel Dunes, which is now where the Bellagio stands. Right. I went down a rabbit hole and came across Major Riddle from the Chicago Outfit, attorney Morris Schechner, who worked with the St. Louis Mafia, Raymond Patriarca, and his connection to the Sullivan Group, who helped finance the hotel, etc. Wikipedia, not the most reliable all the time I know, did mention how it was also originally financed through a Teamsters pension loan, which I know loan, which I know is going to finance your hotel. Anyways, I'm not even sure what question I have, but this is one example of how your podcast and book has literally exploded my mind to become fascinated with the 1950s, 60s, my favorite, 70s, and 80s. Maybe you can elaborate on the Dunes history and some of these people. I do recognize some people from previous podcasts. Regardless, thanks for being my favorite part of Wednesdays. Well, great. Well, Marashanka, I knew well. He was a lawyer out of St. Louis, and... But most people don't realize, like the Dunes was run by New England, Petriaca, and uh, you know was an extended part of the Gambino family, and each major family from around the world—I mean, around the United States—had a hotel, and they broke up and divided the city that way, so each family would have an income coming in with their own people. They stayed in that hotel. They were their players. And they knew they couldn't have any problems or solve any problems within the city limits. And the piggy bank for all of those hotels was the Teamsters money. (laughs) The Teamsters pension fund financed probably every hotel in the last 30 years. And that's why was one of the reasons it was the demise for Hoffa, because Hoffa was going to come out of jail. He said he found God. And Frank Fitzsimmons, don't ask me how I remember that name. He was the head, and Kansas City was distributing the Savella family and giving up who gets the mortgages and how much you get from it. That was their research with Fitzsimmons, and, and that's how it all happened. And, he was going to blow the whistle on it. And we know what happened to Hoffa. 
In fact, most people don't know what happened to Hoffa. They think they do, but he's not around anymore. So it was a great question, and I, I knew all of them. The, the top of the dunes was a favorite place of mine. And what most people don't realize, it took one of the greatest golf courses away because the dunes had an 18-hole golf course like the Desert Inn still does, but and the Tropicana don't have it because when the MGM built, they built on that 100 acres with their theme park. So we lost a couple of golf courses, but uh, Dunes Hotel was a great place. I, I used to love the, um, oh, what, they had a, a, a restaurant where they had gondolas going through it with a lady on a harp. I mean, it was it was very very well done, but uh, it was a New England run hotel. But um, the Dunes is no longer; the Bellagio is. All right, moving on. Next is from Malia. Malia says, "Would Mr. Russo ever consider a book focused on relationships and business building?" Can't wait to see his movie. Um, no, I would never consider that. <laughs> relationships. <laughs> what, what, I, I, my 10 failed relationships are, are going on 11 now or whatever. <laughs> I can tell you what not to do to make it last. <laughs> How about the business side? Well, business, I, I'm lucky. I mean, I, I, get, I surround myself as I am even with you guys. I, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm a, a, a spoke on the wheel. I'm not the focus of this whole thing. And we just capitalize on it and move on. My clothing line, I got the right clothing people. Everything we do, we just surround ourselves with people who do know the business and uh, move on. Here's where, here's where we're at. So it's going to be. And you have been involved in so many types of businesses oh and obviously God, been yeah. successful over the years that it might be hard to even, you know, put it into words and right. even organize, you know, all the insight that you do have. Well, you know, because I, 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 I took advantage of opportunities as they occurred, and they put the right people in them. I'm I'm honing down right now. I have six companies, and uh, I almost got involved with one, and thank God people stopped me, which I was very attracted to, and that was just last weekend. But no, I'm just going to stay focused on this, and you know, see where the TV show go, TV show goes, and all of that, and. Enjoy the clothing line because I left. I only do things now I either drink, eat, or wear. <laughs> Love it. All right, next is from Che. Che says, this question is for Gianni and Patrick. Who has had the greatest impact on your life and ultimately steered you in the direction that you went? Y'all are both very honorable people who have lived two opposite lives. Well, I'm glad he puts me in a category of honor with Pat, <laughs> especially after reading our book. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you answer the question first, Pat? Yeah. Uh, I'll uh, focus in on uh, reading, uh, rather uh, writing. I mean, my, my, of course, my father uh, was the uh, the most influential in my life. But as an adult, because he was he was long gone by then. A guy by the name of William J. Cornitz, who was a uh, police lieutenant, like I was. But uh, he was a best-selling author, and I mean, New York Times best-selling uh, category. And he saw something in me uh, as far as talent goes, writing talent goes. And I never wrote anything in my life other than a shopping list. And uh, he, he said, write me a short story, and I did. 
He said, uh, he said, you have the talent here, but you got to keep writing, keep writing. And because of him, I'm where I am today, uh, sitting in a basement in my underwear doing a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, uh, you know, the guy was the guy, you know, I think any mentor that you have in life has to be tough, you know, tough and fair. If you uh, latch on to somebody because you 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 like to hear what you like hearing what they say, that's not a mentor. No, somebody who guides you, uh, reads you a riot act when it's called for, and rewards you when you do a good job. And as I mentioned on this podcast numerous times, but for those of you who are just joining us, as they say, I mean, I was writing stuff for this guy for probably two years, and then he uh, I had given him a short story. And he gave me his highest praise, which was, you know, this doesn't suck very much. <laughs> and from Bill Cornitz, high praise. Yeah, if you're looking for accolades, they're really not mentors, as you're saying. Exactly. If yeah. they're guiding you, you have to have criticism. Until so you're who's arrived. Yours? Who's yours is as if I didn't know? Well, mine, I, I, I always have to say I have three or four. I mean, Maya Lansky... A guy I talked to just today on a major business decision, Al Malnick. He'll, he's the only one that's alive yet, but I still talk to him on major deals that I'm doing right now. He's a great lawyer, great mentor, and uh, for the people who don't know him, he's uh, nobody even knows his wealth. That's how successful he is. And then always it was Maya, Carlo Gambino, and Frank Costello. And Antonio Cardo. I mean, these people really told me what I should do and not do and tell me when not to do things also. that, Like you were saying, Pat. They Bottom just can't be all... I'm sorry? The what? They tell you the truth. Yeah. And they just, you That's know... That's what you need. Yep. It's perfect. You know, so many people uh, come to me and say, uh, yeah, I just wrote something. My wife loves it. And I said, mm-hmm. I mean, anything. <laughs> Give it, to, give it to somebody that you don't know that reads a lot and see what they have to say. Yeah, hello. Yeah. I, I hear that a lot, too, about people. And, and I asked them first, do, do you love your wife? Maybe she's yeah. leading you down the wrong road. <laughs> <laughs> I've had an out of luck with wives, so I'm, I, I should be. I heard that. That's, that's a rumor, yeah. <laughs> next. All right, next is from John. John said, last week I watched a video on my computer from Vlad TV, and you told the person interviewing you that you had a line of clothing and even food and drinks. I'm curious of the food. Do you actually have recipes from the Godfather movie? How can I get them? I want to try the Clemenza meatballs and other wonderful dishes of that great film. Whoa. Gianni, I guess John hasn't heard much of the pod, at least the recent episodes, or he would be hearing our um, commercials. But do you want to explain a bit? I mean, uh, you can go to our website right now, Corleone Fine Italian, and you could buy Clemenza's meat sauce as we speak. As soon as you hear this show, go right on there. <laughs> All the products are there. We're, we're, we're increasing this seven right now. By July, we're putting our gift boxes up because we'll be going to all the Christmas lists. And people may say it's early for July to buy Christmas gifts, but we are doing about 10,000 boxes right now. It's, We're never very, too early. it's never too early to eat good Italian food. Oh, yeah. But it's, uh, it's, it's uh, and thank you for asking, but that's, that's the website. 
And the clothing is La Cosa Mia by Gianni website. All direct-to-consumers. And, and John and anybody else who may not have visited the website, yes, yeah, Gianni said, that's the URL. And along with Clemenza's meat sauce, there's a couple others. There's the Jenko olive oil, balsamic vinegar. And then you can also, there's a link to, um, you know, various distributors that sell the Don Corleone vodka, which is also a very popular item. Yeah. So. I guess Definitely we don't have to, have to do a commercial out. on that. We just did. <laughs> <laughs> we could use that as a live commercial right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that. <laughs> we just did it. Let's keep going. Let's do more mail. Is that the one? Why All not? Right. Right, that's a great endorsement right there. Let's skip it then. Okay. I mean, Pat, can, Pat can endorse the vodka. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Great stuff. <laughs> he, he loves right. it. So. Oh, yeah, it's 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 the smoothest vodka I ever had. I mean, it's uh, and then the way you explained the filtration system was uh, oh yeah. So, so there you go, testimonial on on three through three components of the show right there. I'll drink to that. Bye, Joe. Right, I think perfect. we should. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one is from Ken. Ken says, hello, I had the occasion to be waited on by a guy named Frenchie at the Sahara Steakhouse 20 plus years ago. Apparently he had worked there since the good old days and died very wealthy. He was the preferred wa waiter of the mob. Ever heard of him or have any stories about him? No. Frenchie? No. No. At the steakhouse that had to be Domenico. No. What was the name of that steakhouse? And I never ate much big, big meat eaters. So I didn't. No, but the food in Vegas, I mean, in the gourmet rooms, forget about it. They're the best. Because they didn't want you to leave the building, so they're not going to serve bad food. Frenchy, no. Hmm. All right. Next is from Nathan from Melbourne, Australia. Nathan says, Dear Megan, I only just listened to the first episode of the podcast, despite subscribing since early 2020. It was interesting listening to the first episode, but I do wonder why the first podcast is numbered in the 30s. Um, so the answer to that is there just happened to be a mistake where somehow um, after a year or so, of, or I guess not a year or so, however much time since the first episode went out, somehow it expired. Um, so Mike, our technician, it happened to be, you know, time-wise when we were in the 30s episodes, um, re-uploaded it. So it's it's slightly out of order, but hopefully you found it somewhat easily and then could start back from two at the bottom. So that's the answer to that. Second question um, is for me also. Maven says, given where you started, do any new stories that Pat and Gianni come out with still surprise or shock you? Yes, of course. All the time. <laughs> um, especially because now... You know, I've been working closely with them for two years now. Sometimes I almost have to pinch myself and realize who both of these guys are and what they have experienced. And, you know, the people that they've known and, you know, everything still still shocks me <laughs> all the time. That's a good thing. And, that, and that's why we have her here. She's you. She's you, the young audience out there. Absolutely. All right, moving on. Next is from Rick from Canada. Rick says, just finished enjoying the Mob Malls episode and heard Pat's story about his lady friend who desired the glamour of a mob boy toy. It got me thinking about the danger to the loved ones of guys who were in the life. If the mobster she's dating upsets the wrong people, they might come 
looking to harm their loved ones? So it's kind of a dark question, but I'd be interested in hearing if Chiani or Pat know of actual situations where family members were harmed or targeted, even by law enforcement. In the case of Phyllis McGuire, while being with Sam Giancana didn't cost her her life, she was still ruined by the FBI and lost what would have been the prime early years of her career. Maybe hearing some of these cautionary memories might help discourage people who feel drawn because they only see the glamorous side of the mob. Keep up the dynamite work. Well, and Phyllis McGuire, I know, I mean, her sisters were the only ones that got hurt by that. Phyllis died a very wealthy woman because of Sam Jean Connor. <laughs> but the, they, they weren't working much. <laughs> she was the only one that really came out of that. It's uh, yeah. I, I would. I, I. I mean, there's not even an association today that would bring in a, a, a young performer, male or female, groom them, and take them under their wing. They're they're not around anymore. It's it's a, it's a, over. It's gone. So don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, Pat. You have anything to add? No. Uh... Was it that 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 wasn't my end? Mine was the enforcement end, and no, I, I mean I knew some uh, girlfriends and like that, but they were always kept in the background. Uh, Friday night was 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 the girlfriend night, and if I was around, they'd be with their girlfriends, but they would uh, cling to these guys, and uh, that be the end of it. That Saturday night rolls around, and they're gone. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. you know, and 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 anybody that like law enforcement, and even other mob associates, they were, the women were like window dressing. They, they knew if they, you're not going to threaten them with a, a gumati, they go, take her, get out of here. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> somebody to replace her. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Next is from Karen. Karen says, hi, I was reading about Frank Costello and noticed he doesn't appear to have any children. Did he have any, and also is Gianni still in contact with the Costello family in any way? Cheers from the UK. Uh, Costello has family, and never, nobody knows about them. People have seen or whatever, heard about them. But uh, I would have to say now, I think only one, well, a son is still alive, but everybody else has passed, and there's nobody else. I was I was forbidden, for many reasons, to be around the, the family, and because he they lived a totally separate life. They, they you know, he uh, was very protective of them. All right, moving on. Next is from Charles. Charles says, "How true to the movie Magic City was the Jewish faction in the hotels in Miami?" From the Netflix version, it looks like the Chicago outfit was in control. No. <laughs> no, Mylansky was in control. <laughs> mm. And if he wanted you to have a hotel down there, you'd get permission from him. But Chicago, I mean, I had a, Chicago, because of the union's control, meaning the culinary union, Teamsters, and everything else, they were, I mean, I, I, I mean, if you ever were in the Fountain Blue Hotel, the last week of January, first week of February, you'd see every mob family from around the world there because Sinatra did those the last week of January, first week of February. 
and you had to call in to know when you can go to the show or not. They ran it like, you know, uh, like a perk. But um, no, Meyer and uh, they did a great job of running Miami and still are, basically. All right. Next is a message from Susan that I want to share. Susan says, Gianni, Patrick, and Megan, I love your podcast. Your personalities rapport with one another and your stories are entertaining and make each show unique. Hollywood Godfather was a great read and I look forward to the miniseries and your next book. Wishing all of you well and looking forward to many more episodes. Well, thank, thank you, you Susan. Nice. Yeah, very nice. Very kind. Please. All right. Next is from Gino. Hello, Gianni. I was wondering, since you've been so many places in the world, what, in your opinion, is the most underrated country or countries you've been to? Also, just ordered Pat's book. Looking forward to reading it. Keep up the great work, guys. Love the chemistry on the podcast. Also, Megan. Oh. <laughs> he said, also, <laughs> Megan, you're gorgeous. Okay, thank you. <laughs> wow. Thank you. blushed. <laughs> I forgot that was coming. I wish I had read a couple lines, yeah. a couple lines down before I said it. How cute. I put sunglasses on. Your face is glowing. Yeah, hello. <laughs> hey, well, thank you, hey you, you're going to have to live with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, what's going to happen to you in the next year or two is going to be magic. It's just odd think. reading it myself. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only part. I appreciate it, though, very much. Well, you should. There's, I don't know, Pat, you have any little country that you've been to that was impressed? I... New Jersey. New Jersey, that's a, that's a strange country. Yeah, yeah, I was very impressed with New Jersey. Other than that, <laughs> I don't know, I'll tell you which, which country I really like. And I, I had a timeshare there was the island of St. Martin. I loved it. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, you've been, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love. It's divided into two separate countries. Yeah, it's France and yeah, it's great. Very, very nice. Uh, it's still quaint yet. It's been it's, going there for 30 years. Uh, oh, have you? Oh, great. Yeah, I stopped a while ago, but yeah, uh, it's... Very, very nice, relaxing. I, I enjoyed it. I've, I've been to so many places. Probably most, the one place that I don't think most people would go is amazing is Madeira, Spain. And it's the first port coming in. To, and it's, uh, I, I spent years there. And then I obviously went to the other places. But Madeira was such a quiet little place. You could hide there forever which I did a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one is from Tommy. Tommy says, my friend in high school's grandfather, we were told, played trumpet for Sinatra. His name was Buddy Yannon, real name Iannone. Did you know of him? No. Nope. Next. You know how many trumpet oh, players right. he had? <laughs> what era? We're at the, the shop. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, of course, no. All right, next is from Vinny. Vinny says, this question is for Gianni, but of course goes for everyone. Have you, Gianni, or any of you ever been to the Godfather filming location in Savica, Sicily for the Godfather tour? We went about two years ago, a long way up, but visually beautiful, and going up to the church, the doors, the Michael and Apollonia procession route, the Bar Vitelli where Michael set, sat down with her father and even went to the actual home of Apollonia's mom and met her face to face. It's a must for any Godfather fan. Are they asking if we've done that? Yes. I've done it a hundred <laughs> times. In fact, Pat and I, when we, we had a break, we should let you know what Pat and I were talking about and our whole audience. 
we, through La Familia, are going to organize that trip next summer. Really? Hello. People who are interested, they can go. All right. Uh, yep. They can go to Godfather Country. We're going to take a Godfather tour. By can I come? Of course you're coming. Are you kidding? <laughs> by by Hollywood Godfather podcast team is going to host it. Love it. I'm in. I'm in. An episode from downtown Corleone. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Moving right along. Okay, next is from Calvin. Calvin says, Megan, could you ask Gianni and Pat what they know about Nucky Johnson, the treasurer of Atlantic City back in 1920, where they had a big convention? What? First. How long ago? In the 30s? 1920s. 20s. Oh, well, yeah. Right oh, yeah. We had tea that day. I remember. 20s. <laughs> yeah, you were there. Right? Yeah, anyway, right after, right after Prohibition kicked in, uh, Johnson organized the Atlantic City. He got uh, Chicago involved. In fact, there was a an HBO television series called Boardwalk Empire. Oh, that on one. Oh, yeah. So No, he was a real figure. Uh, he, he ran Atlantic City. But are you telling me that Chicago ran Atlantic City? Well, it's part of the folklore. I don't know if it's true. It's, it's a folklore. Okay, <laughs> okay. Right. Well, moving on. <laughs> All right, next is from Ken. Are you familiar with the Tony Borsellino? Oh, I'm sorry, not the. Are you familiar with Tony Borsellino? He was part of a Cardo's crew. Do you have any stories about Tony? Nope. Nope. <laughs> hey, All right, very succinct. Yes. Moving on. Next is from Initials SP. Hello, all. Love the show, with which I've recently discovered. Question for Gianni, as I know he was in the know with the Genovese Borgata. Who, in your opinion, is responsible for the death of Tommy Eboli? Also, have you heard Eboli. the rumor that he Eboli. and Pat... Tommy Eboli. Excuse me. <laughs> Pardon me. Also, have you heard the rumor that he and Patsy Eboli later on were rubbed out because of the Godfather movie? Thanks for any insight. No, it wasn't because the only connection they had with the Godfather movie, which nobody knows this, uh, Al Latiri, who played Salatro, Al's sister was Tommy Eboli's wife. How's that for Godfather trivia? And they had a dinner for us in New Jersey in his home, but he was he he ran the Genovese family for a while, and um, you know. How about the, um the death of Tommy? Do you have any? I can't talk about on? that. No, they he did the wrong thing. Certain people and bye bye. There you have it. Yeah. Next is from Stephen. Stephen says, I enjoy listening to your podcast and have spread the word among my friends. I was wondering if Gianni spent any time in Atlantic City before casinos. Did he know Skinny D'Amato? Did he ever Skinny go to the D'Amato, club? Skinny D'Amato, 500 Club? Are you kidding? The I love that The 500 Club or the Club Harlem. They Hello. were fun times. Skinny D'Amato was very well connected. And uh, the 500 Club was the place to perform. In fact, Skinny D'Amato created... Lewis and Martin. They were two separate acts. And they had an act coming in that didn't come, got sick or something, 
And they, they basically spontaneous created Lewis and Martin, and D. Martin was singing, and Jerry came out with a waiter's coat on, doing all his goofy stuff, and the act was born called Lewis and Martin. It went on for years until they had a big blowout, and, and Jerry Lewis thought he's going to become the big star, and we obviously know who did surpass him was wow. Dean. Skinny DeMotto, that was a great nightclub, man. He influenced me with State Street. Really? Yeah. Classy place. Classy place. Yeah. All right. Next is from Sam. Sam says, Hi, Pat. I just finished Undercover Cop. It was a great book. I could not put it down. I'm now reading Street Survivor. These are the only two books in the Westlake, Ohio library, although they were they will order books for me. When you have a chance on the podcast, could you talk about the HBO documentary on Mike Russell? I would like to watch the show. As an aside, my son is a Duquesne U 2016 graduate, so I am fam familiar with Seton Hill University. Oh, wow. No, he's, he's, he's familiar with Seton Hall. If he comes from oh, is he, is he mistaking the two? Yeah, yeah. I, I taught and got one of my master's degrees at Seton Hill in different places. Anyway... Mm. Uh, Mike Russell, uh, if you don't know it, was a guest on our show a few months back. Uh, what was the question exactly about Mike? Um, talk about the HBO documentary. Oh, the HBO documentary. That was uh, done in uh, 92 or 93. Oh, wow. It's still on. I watched it two weeks ago. They had it on like 3 o'clock in the morning. I couldn't sleep one night. It's still on. Uh, this was the only documentary ever made that was filmed in real time while he was an undercover. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, some reporter from Channel 5 News, uh, Fox News, local news in New York, uh, got a hold of him and said, do you want to do this? So he was all set to uh, leave, retire. And he said, yeah. yeah, he didn't tell anybody he was doing it. He didn't tell his bosses he was doing it. And all of a sudden, it winds up on HBO. It's extremely successful. And in fact, that's how he got the book. He sent the video to our agent, uh, Johnny. Frank oh, Martin. wow. And he saw that video and he said, I think this guy deserves a book. And a book was born. But I still talk, wow. I, I talk to Mike about once a month. Oh, that's great. On HBO, uh, because they, they have it on occasionally, still. That's wow. perfect. Good. Yeah. All right. On that note, it is time for our next commercial break. Gianni, you want to send it off? Please. We'll be right back. And don't go anywhere. We know where you live, man. Really, we do. Our second sponsor tonight is very close to me personally because you know how I love to dress. La Cosa Mia will be coming soon. This is just a teaser. Each week, we'll be bringing you more ways to get in touch once their website is up. This line of clothing is from all over the world, and I'm sure you want to wear it. Okay, we're back. All right, moving on. Next question is from Lisa. Lisa says, loved your book and so grateful to have found your podcast. Great job, everyone. Gianni, did you know Danny Green from Cleveland? And if so, do you have any stories about him? No, I knew the name. I didn't know him at all. He was good friends with uh, <laughs> Nick Donofo from Cleveland, and um, mm. out of that same Purple Gang and all that. 
there was quite a few attempts on his life, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, this guy was indestructible. It was uh, numerous attempts. He survived them all, except the last one. But, you know, we're talking yeah. about like, at least at least 10 attempts. Yeah, he, he controlled a lot, a lot of money and didn't share a lot of it. <laughs> Maybe that's one. All right, next message is from Calvin. Calvin says, hello, Gianni. I was hoping if you could share some intel on the Detroit partnership. I love your book. I read it in three days. I can relate to some of the rounds you've been on. I've learned so much just by listening to you and Pat. Love your stories. I'm inspired. Megan, you're a breath of fresh air to the show. Make a podcast. Keep being successful. God bless. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Calvin. I, I, I... Can't talk about the Detroit partnership because I don't know that much about it. And what I don't know, I don't talk about. <laughs> I'm, I'm going there. I'm actually performing there. Really? S- soon. Oh, yeah. Well, it was postponed. And um, now they're, they're saying they're going to open it up. Great, great play. You'll hear about it. We'll be talking about it. Right, across, right. right across from the casinos in Detroit. Great. All right. Next is from Francesca. Francesca asks Gianni, what is left of the gangster movie today? What do you think of the Sopranos series? Oh, my God. It was a joke. I, I, I mean, I mean, I, I, it did great. We all know that. I, I mean, David Chase offered me a part in that early, early on. And uh, I, I forgot how I even got to him with that well he got to me but um, I mean I when I read the beginning and Tony Soprano walks down his driveway to get his own newspaper and he's a boss that would happen maybe two days in a row and the third day he'd be shot <laughs> and the whole uh, shrink thing yeah I mean, and, and the shrink oh my god please you know what 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 made that series successful was the the it the family uh, interaction between the mafia family and the personal family. Oh yeah, no, he made, made him very human into made. the real family life of a of a mob boss. But the interesting thing, though, that the biggest mistake: who would what mob family would run their family behind a strip house? <laughs> yeah, of bing, bada boom, whatever the hell name of it was. You don't want no, you don't want no attention, do you? <laughs> anyway, all right. Next is from David. David said, "Gianni, I really enjoyed your book and look forward to every episode of the podcast." Are you familiar with the Ray Ryan car? Who? Seventy-seven Ray Ryan in Evansville, Illinois. Illinois. No. He said Ryan was in the oil business and apparently had ties to Frank Costello. Ray Ryan, prior to his death, had associations with some of the Bluegrass conspiracy in Kentucky, cocaine slash weapons trafficking. What can you remember about Lee and Jimmy Chagra in Texas who hired Woody Harrelson's father to murder a federal judge? I know all about it like they do. I knew nothing about that. And I just know what I read. It was the first federal judge assassinated in a hundred years. Woody Harrelson, the actor, uh, had a father who was a uh, an independent hitman. Yep. Killed the judge for Chagra. Uh, everybody's doing time. Yep. 
All right. Moving on. Next is from Paul. Paul says, Mr. Russo, we've been fortunate enough to see a few looks from your upcoming clothing line, La Cosa Mia. They are looking amazing. What are some of your favorite looks and pieces? My blazers, obviously. I, I love blazers and scarves. And every anything that's in that line are my favorite. That's why I made it. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. But thank you for All looking right. at it already. That's great. All right, next is from Laura. Laura says, Gianni and Pat, what is your favorite city and why? You go first, little girl. I was I was not asked. <laughs> oh wow, I didn't ask you? Okay. Uh, I, I tell you, New York City, uh, for obvious reasons, but when I moved to the Pittsburgh area, I yearned to go back to New York. I miss the people. I miss the sounds. And I'd go back maybe once every three or four months. And I recall once I had an appointment on the east side, and I just decided I was going to walk the city. Uh, Johnny, you do it all the time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I walked from the east 30s uh through the 68 uh, 66th Street Transverse up to Columbus Avenue, and it was so nice. Oh my God! Yeah, it's one it's of my walks. Different, you know, you walk six blocks, you're in a totally different neighborhood. Oh yeah, it's, uh, no, it's still the, even I, even I, with I, the pandemic. It's you know, it's it's coming back. I could see the, just the morning traffic under my window because I live right where you're talking about, and uh, it's coming back. It's uh, yeah. You have to dodge all the homeless people and the people trying to stick you. Well, up. not on the east side. They're all on the west side. I don't know why okay, that I'll, is. I'll keep that. Is that weird? They're only on the west side. <laughs> but, and and to, to, to put a, a second half answer to that question, I really like Pittsburgh. It's a clean New York. It's a lot smaller. You can walk from up one end of, of, of Pittsburgh to the other in maybe 15 minutes. Yeah, I uh, enjoyed Pittsburgh. Plenty of jazz clubs, which New York yeah. doesn't have anymore. I like jazz uh, small uh, hidden away gem gem restaurants are really nice. Uh, the crime rate isn't bad. I, I like Pittsburgh. So those two cities. Well, good. Alicia's Great. in proximity to where you live. <laughs> yeah, not too far. Johnny, how about you? I love New York, man. To me, it's um, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'll take it. I'm, I've I've lived every every way you could do it. I was a street walker. I I was homeless. I, I love it. Every every part of it. It's good memories. So survive New York. You can survive anything. That's true. That is very true. Makes you tough. All right. Next is from Angela. Gianni, it's obvious you were close with Frank Costello. What was your favorite characteristic of of his? His mannerism is he's a, a, a man's man. He didn't raise his voice. And um, very honorable. And, uh, and, I'm, and it wasn't just me. I mean, the, the world respected this guy. And when they created the syndicate, that, that was the proof of it. So it's, uh, he died, uh, you know, from great success and uh, always respected. All right, there you go. Next is from Graham. Patrick, can you tell us about any books you have in the works or are planning to write? Well, you should ask. 
Uh, I just handed in a novel that I've been uh, working on with a former student of mine for 12 years. What? Wow. Yes. Yes, yes. Well, how come it took you so long? Because every time we sat down to continue it, she lives in Chicago. I haven't seen the woman in 10 years, probably. Her name is Penny Dawn. She's a very pro prolific author. So every time we decided to move the book forward, I'd get a book contract, she'd get a book contract, and we had to finish the book. Then we'd squeeze out another chapter or two. Then we got more book contracts. We had to finish those. We finally finished it. It's mammoth. It's 500 pages. It's a novel of New York talking about cities. New York is actually a character in the book. Uh, you're gonna, if you've never been to the city, you're going to feel like you were uh, a, a city dweller all your life. It's about a, uh, uh, a, a, a cop on the skids uh, drinker lost his, lost his child to cancer, a, a woman that he meets, and about some crazy mass murderer, not a serial killer. I hate serial killer books a mass murderer who was holding up the city uh, for extortion money and uh, killing a lot of people. It's, uh, I just handed it in, and the uh, I don't know if you know this, Johnny. Frank does not do fiction. He's just a nonfiction agent now, our agent. Yeah. Yeah, so he handed me over to a fiction agent who uh, uh, loved the book, sent it back for a couple of changes, and we just handed it in. So that, and I'm doing something on... Uh, doing a memoir uh, on Ed McMahon's daughter. You know who Ed McMahon was? Yeah, I knew him well. Quite a life. Uh, so you're, also, still, you're still working on that. That's good. Yeah, well, I, th that came back a couple of times, too, because there's a lot of stuff in there. Let's put it this way. Those of you who think you know Ed McMahon, you don't. That's right. Yeah, terrible. But anyway, that's been handed in a while. We're just uh, waiting for it to get legs. And, you know, uh, working, uh, you know, any, anything that, that comes up, uh, I'm a writer and I'll write. But those are the last two two things. No, well, can't write, wait to read it. Thank you. On that note, Kiani, you want to send us off for our last commercial break? All season? right. We'll be right back. Got to make some money, you know. Private investigator Ray Yale tackles his first two cases in Bloodshot Eyes and The Pop Line. Both books are in paperback and are available on Amazon.com. I've been a PI for 30 years, and these books are based on my cases. Enjoy. Okay, we're back. I think that was Pat's commercial. I hope you sell some books this time, Pat. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much, folks. Buy the books. Got to feed the kids. Now the kids are out of here. Got to feed myself. <laughs> All right, next question is from Johnny. Johnny says, it's incredible how many episodes you guys have and how much content you are still able to create. How much longer do you plan on doing this podcast? Do you have an episode number goal? Um, till you stop listening. <laughs> well, we, we keep coming up with things. So it's just, you know, it's interesting. And a lot of, you know, we listen to your mailbags. You, you give us ideas. So you're a big part of our success. That's why we tell you, you know, you send your opinions, send your emails, and we'll go on as long as you're out there. And thank you, you know, for I, being, I'll, being I'll, a part of us. I'll, I'll say it again for those of you who haven't heard it. These shows are not scripted. We sit and we mm -hmm. That's what we do. And if it wasn't for the listeners, we would be 
the listening, the listener base and now the viewing base because of YouTube is increasing. Why would we go anywhere? Hello. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Next is from Maria. Maria says, how often do you guys all see each other? What is it like collaborating on a project from different places as many things are done remotely at the moment? We've learned to survive it, basically. <laughs> uh, Gianni and I uh, wrote his story and we never met each other. We didn't meet each other until the book was done. Uh, it was all done by phone. And as for now, not many people are traveling. Uh, I, I haven't been to New York in a while. Yeah. You know, we've been uh, locked down for an, a year and uh, a, a year and three weeks to be exact for me. <laughs> yeah. Our, and our, our book's been out uh, two years as of last week. Uh, right. two weeks ago. Yeah. And thank you all of you because it's still selling. Selling well. Yeah. Yeah. As far as I go, I met Pat once. Yeah. yeah. At the book signing. At the, at the book launch party. Yep. On March 12th, what would that have been, 2019? Yep. Yep. Well, I tell you, uh, so. after, uh, Megan, after you're famous, I, ho I hope you'll still <laughs> drop me an email. Be nice. I'd like to hear from you. Oh, don't worry. I'll never forget you, Pat. Oh, thank you. I, I, I was fishing for that. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. All right. Okay, next is from Danny. Danny says, Gianni, did you know Angelo Bruno? It's a name that I've heard of a lot. I love Angelo stories Bruno. And, discuss it, and discussions. So if so, what was he like? Another gentleman. You know, the old timers. I mean, uh, you know, those guys, they don't exist anymore. And he ran that city the way you love it. I mean, his, his daughter still talks to me. But uh, no, Angelo Bruno... Those old timers, that 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 whole talking about a, a city that I love to go to, to walk around down there and in that their, their little Italy where you know Rocky came from, <laughs> it's a great history. It's Talk about a nice Scarfo train ride, Johnny. What's that? Scarfo had him killed. What's that? Scarfo had him killed. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the picture. That's 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 an iconic picture of him. In the oh scene. yeah, I mean, I I, I I shudder when I look at that picture. Yeah, it's. I'm I'm shocked it's still up. It, it's upset. I saw it a couple of days ago. I was, I was watching A and E, or as I call it, the Gangster Channel. <laughs> <laughs> they they had a story on Angelo Bruno, and they always showed that upsetting picture of him. Yeah, uh, it's just bad. Mm. No. All right, last one for this episode is from Michael. Michael says, Gianni, besides The Godfather, what is your favorite mob movie of all time? Godfather Part Two. Wow. wow. <laughs> but I, you, you may be right. I love Godfather Two. I love yeah. the fact how he did it and brought us back into meeting him as a young man. I mean, I, th I think Godfather Two... I mean, it uh, it tells it all. I think it's better than one. So do I. The I only mean, the only sequel ever to win an Academy Award. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, I would say Godfather too. Well, I mean, how about aside from the trilogy? Well, you know, I was I was going to say something else other than that, because but I don't know if it's a mob movie. I like Casablanca. <laughs> oh. I love Bogart. 
I had parties. I had big parties uh, with that theme. I love that whole thing. But I don't know if that was a mob movie, if they would consider that a mob movie. But, you know, I like that. Probably not a typical one. No. But but I, I liked it. It was so charming. And I always liked Bogart anyway. Hmm. All right. Well, that is all I have for tonight. Well, we want to thank everybody. Because without your cards and letters, we wouldn't have the show, number one. And we get great material from you. Please tell everybody out there, shout it from the rooftops. Hollywood Godfather podcast. God bless you all. Pat, Megan, thank you. Good night, Gianni. Good night, Megan. Thank If you're feeling sad and lonely, there's a service I could render. I'm the one who loves you only. I could be so warm, so tender. Call me. Don't be afraid, you can call me. Maybe it's late, but just call me. Tell me and I'll be around. Or when it seems your friends desert you. Thank you for tuning in to the Hollywood Godfather podcast. You can contact Gianni Russo, Patrick Picciarelli, or myself, Megan Horan, with your questions and comments through the contact section of our website, hollywoodgodfatherpodcast.com, which is where you can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter. You can also call and leave us a message at 646-776-3038. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Hollywood Godfather and on Facebook, as well as leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd like to know what you like about what we're doing, what you'd like to hear in the future, and anything else you might suggest to improve our podcast. Most importantly, hit the subscribe button. We'll be back next week with stories of the mob and Hollywood, as well as answers to your messages. Good night. Maybe it's late, but just call me. Tell me and I'll be around. I'll be around. Call. Yeah. Welcome to Weinstein's. I love being.